like now for example in school now secondary school yeah. we have kids that in science classes they believe that you know Nadine Sabi book pass yeah. and the arts are like they yeah arts, the arts do want to feel like they, they are among but there's, there's still that ongoing belief that people that are in, people that are science students are smarter yeah. than the art students so i want to ask and the funny thing yeah. is sorry i have to cut you short but yeah. the funny thing is when you think about it in science yeah. what you're doing is cramming like all these different Thank principles you. and then writing it in exam Thank you. but in art you can't you can't cram how to draw you cannot so it forces you to have like a skill that someone in science cannot have so for example like you can be able to draw and cram Mm. But those people that are cram, those people that are there cramming, like you said, I put them in this um, yeah. drawing situation, no skill. Yes. And it's funny that we put the cramming people at the pedestal, and those are people that we've deemed the smartest, mm. even though all they are doing is just like read, like cram, like fall, like forget. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. You savvy, you savvy. Hello there and welcome to the Make We Converse podcast where we talk about everything good for your body, soul and spirit. The aim is to address issues that would entertain, enlighten and most importantly, inspire you to be the best version of yourself. And now to your hosts, Iyari Imade and Ayo Wright. Make we converse is back and it's your boy I right. Your boy Yari. How you guys doing? Hope you've had a beautiful week. Today is a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful day so far. Quite stressful too. First of May. First of May. Or the celebration of first of May, which is like Workers' Day in Nigeria here. And we're just trying to, you know, relax, talk, have beautiful conversations and have a great time. And we believe that you've had a restful day as well. Yari, how has your day been? Uh, fine, grateful to God um, uh, to do what we love to do. Yep. Yeah. Um, big shout out to all our listeners, all who, who hustle hard, huh. who work very hard. Today's um, Labor Day celebration. You have a nice time to chill, relax, and sip a bottle of pure water <laughs> <laughs> and listen to the, your favorite podcast. Yeah, yes. you never, you never me. So, so, I hold you have today. What are we discussing today? We're discussing today a topic that is very close to my heart because. I'm in this, I've lived it and I've experienced it and I would mean a lot to have a conversation about it with you and also with our special guest on the podcast today. We're talking about, you know, surviving as a creative in non-conducive environments. Mm. So it's, you know, the, the, the topic long because mm. it matter long, you understand? So with, the, with us on the podcast today, you know, is a very close friend of mine. We've known ourselves for close to 20 years. They're about same primary school, same secondary school. Almost same uni. I don't want to do intro for the guy because in Corona myself on here and our G. Yeah, yeah. So we have Dagogo Hearts Dagogo Island's yeah. finest. Let's go. <laughs> no, this is my Island's finest. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me on the podcast. You know me. I'm, I've been a long time fan, so it's an honor to be on this. Come on. Um, my name is Dagogo Hart. I am a poet, writer, playwright, just all round wordsmith, I suppose. Yeah. That's essentially it. <laughs> wow, are you are you are you trying to be humble, this guy? So like um um Dagogo, when Iowa speaks about you, um he always says that oh I had this guy back in primary school. You're that guy that primary school guy that I always take him first. That's typical. Primary school, secondary school, <laughs> primary school, secondary yeah. school. <laughs> so what was what was your what was your secret? What was your daddy giving you to drink that you're always taking first? <laughs> about me, I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't lie. Know I lie. I lie. I don't know. <laughs> 
Alright, um, Dagogo, I learned you're a poet and uh, I would love to know how, and a pharmacist, P- two P's. Hmm. Maybe pastor, you had pastor to love you, last later, you become your pastor. <laughs> so I love, or maybe a president, we can't tell. <laughs> now, but I would love to know how you transition from being a pharmacist to becoming a poet. Um, I suppose, like, finding pharmacy was your conventional route in terms of, you know, you go to school, you're good, so you enter sciences, and then you're either doing, like, medicine or engineering. So I was supposed to go down the medicine route, and then when I moved to Ireland, um, because I was on a scholarship when I moved to Ireland, and then my sponsors um, changed their mind because the fees for medicine was too long, so I ended up in pharmacy. Wow. So, like, finding pharmacy was not, like, some, you know, long-term planned dream it was just going down the conventional expected route and then i landed in pharmacy i'm not complaining i mean you know it's still fun but but poetry was or poetry is the is the passion it's the is the fuel it's the you know the thing that you want to build your long-term career goals around um I've always been like a wordsmith, even right from secondary school. You can ask I when we, when we had Doma, Doma, Doma. Come on, <laughs> our rap group, um, and that was essentially the beginning of the whole writing. So thing. you, be- you began to transition uh, from like being a rapper to a poet was kind of seamless. Okay, so you began to be, uh, you started poetry through rap, through rap music, yeah? Yes. Oh, yeah, wow. through rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So rap is essentially poetry now. So oh, really, <laughs> so some people like some white guys in um, the hip hop. Yeah, is it hip hop or music generally? Feel that um, rap music cannot be is not poetry. Uh, I know these high class English people say no, we can't. Uh, rap music is not poetry. So um, I don't know how. <laughs> what, what do you feel about that? I mean, it would be easy for me to say it's ignorance, but I suppose that that's just easily what it is. Like if you listen to rap and you strip away the beats and you take the lyrics. Like, what is poetry? It's using words to tell a beautiful story, essentially. And then you can use, like, the elements of, like, figures of speech. Like, if you use metaphor, um, rap has all metaphor. If it's rhyme, rap has rhyme. Um, the cadence to which, like, the, um, the lyrics are going, you know. But, like, I remember I was watching something. Was it Hamilton, I think, from a few years ago? And he took the Shakespeare's, one of Shakespeare's poems, put a beat on it and he did it like in a kind of like hip-hop kind of cadence a hip-hop kind of flow wow. and you don't think it was shakespeare you think it was like nas that wrote it <laughs> oh, that's great so anybody that is saying the opposite is just they don't i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's <laughs> let's move from creative life now i, I have questions i'll oh, just throw this out okay, now now you found pharmacy because we spoke about it like you were supposed to go study medicine in ireland but you found pharmacy what can you say that it was serendipity like, are you saying, like, where you are right now, how you've accomplished, what you've accomplished now, can you say it was God's will that what have happened to you? Like, you've been taken to do another thing because the people could not stay that long to afford the scholarship. Do you say, like, where you are right now it was actually what you're supposed to do? Um, serendipity will mean it was a lucky accident. I don't know if I'll completely call it, like, luck. I mean... I made the best out of the situation, yes, and I'm in a good position now. But at the time, I didn't feel like, oh, I've come across this, like, you know, amazing thing. It was a thing where, first of all, I wasn't happy because, like, I didn't want to do pharmacy. I wanted to do medicine. And then even when I started, when I finished pharmacy school and when I started working, I, was, I never saw myself as someone that would be in this job 10, 20 years down the line. 
Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if I'll call it serendipity, but like I'm making the best out of the situation in terms of like I find ways to make my job interesting and satisfying. And then I also like see the, the other sides of me in terms of the other things I want to do career-wise and, you know, with poetry and with other things that I'm trying to do. Yeah. But that, so that's how I would describe it. Okay, so uh, now it's my turn to ask the questions. So, um, obviously, we go way back, so there's no, there's no trying to sound uh, very official or you know asking you questions and and whatnot. Kick or two days. Kick or two days, man. You know, kick or two, Fountain <laughs> Heights, and all of that. And personally, I've seen you. I've seen you grow as a person. I've seen you grow as an artist. I've seen you grow as Ireland's finest, and I'm like, man, my G. I don't let them cut my name. Bro, 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 you are you are on it is what it is. Bro, it is what it is. Dagogo is on is on billboards. It's on billboards in Ireland. Like yeah, it's on it's literally on billboards in Ireland, like like for poetry for poetry shows. And I I like how we brought I how I like how we sort of defended the whole rap being related to poetry and whatnot. But you know, there's this even on your on your IG you say you are you are a poet and you are a spoken word artist. So I want to ask, mm. what's the difference between spoken word and, and poetry? For me personally, <laughs> it's not that big of a difference. Like <laughs> you can take any poem uh-huh. as long as it's of, of a decent length and perform it, oh, and so it becomes like spoken word. Oh, but okay. But the, the, one of the reasons why I say there is a slight difference with poetry and being a spoken word artist is. You can be the best wordsmith in terms of like writing, um, writing a poem, and a poem can be between two, three, four, even like one line can be a poem. But when you're doing spoken word, if one, it can't be that short, except you're the best spoken word artist ever, and you can use one line to tell an entire story. Two, it's just like being a rapper in terms of as an individual, you have your your way of delivering, your your way of performing, your way of interacting with the audience, stuff like that. Like, that's where, for me, that's where the big difference comes between poetry and spoken word in terms of, okay, when I take these words from the page, mm-hmm. how do I deliver it on the stage? That's where the big difference comes. And that's it. You don't even need rhyme already from the page to the stage. All right, all right, Dagogo. <laughs> now, I, 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 before, I, before the podcast, I was trying to make a research um, about you because um, I know you're one of our biggest listeners out there, giving us good ratings here over in Ireland. But I also scrolled through your Instagram. I was curious when I saw like a work you did. Um, you titled the work Badagri. I think something about that Badagri. Can you walk oh, us yes, through that? Yes. Like that whole. If you have the poem, if you have the poem there, let our listeners be listen to it. Let, or if you feel that intellectual property theft, we actually have. But I don't know. What do you feel? Can you walk us through how the meaning of the poem, the poem Badagri, and how you came about it? Um, I wrote Badagri, oh, it's been a few years now, actually. Um, but at the, at, the, at the time when I wrote Badagri, I remember there was something I saw online, and it had to do with, so in Ireland, we have these things called direct provision centers, and it's essentially asylum seekers, people that come from like um, third world countries, come here to seek asylum, and they put them in these direct provision centers. And the situation of direct provision centers, especially back in the day, was like, those people couldn't work, they couldn't get third level education. They could they had like course use in the centers, like after a certain time they couldn't leave. It was essentially like a prison and then the state of the places as well. Um 
And I was reminiscing, or I was thinking on, uh, reflecting on, on the whole situation, and I'm, I was thinking to myself, isn't it, isn't it ironic or isn't it funny that these people are coming here to seek asylum or to seek refuge in a place where, if you rewind the world a few centuries, it was the opposite that was happening in terms of, like, Europeans were coming into Africa or, like, places like India, and they were in some way seeking refuge in terms of how they were taking resources and they were using, they were taking both human and like mineral resources. And I just found the whole, the whole thing ironic. So, Badagri was kind of like the, the standpoint, because I'm sure both of you know what Badagri is. So Badagri was like the standpoint of like expanding on the whole issue and expanding on the whole situation. I don't have the poem in front of me, but I remember, because my, my last name is Dagogo Hart, and Hart is an English name. And I was actually listening to something today, funny enough, that said, um, um, I own my master's, but I still have the slave master's name. Uh-huh. And that resonated with me because even if you own, like I own my words and I own the things that I produce, but that name is still, a, it's like half of my last name is still very attached to the history of the world or the history of, you know, the transatlantic slave trade and stuff like that. So Badagi was basically just me expressing me as a person in terms of how much of what I do is owned by me and how much of it is being exploited even till today by quote-unquote the white man Hmm. and how that's very similar to what was happening back then Hmm. and how it's funny that now people are coming here to seek refuge and you're treating them like this Hmm. essentially yeah makes sense makes sense so um now let's let's go into what we really want to talk about today which is um you know being, Mm. being a creative and i believe that in a way, some of us these days, or most of us, especially in Nigeria or Africa, have happened into being a creative. You know, in the sense that I'm sure you you are quite you know you are quite informed about things going on in Nigeria and all of that. Of course. And, and many of us, you know, many many people now are content creators. <laughs> many people now are vloggers. Are bloggers. If you ask them that was that really what they wanted to do, some will say well no. In fact, most will say no. Necessity, the mother of invention. Thank you very much. You know, things hard, things hard, things hard, and in the process of things being hard and and obviously unemployment. If I speaking speaking for my own self, uh, I have I have a science background, as you know already. I you know did industrial chemistry, then uh, masters in environmental management, but I'm I'm a creative. I write, I do podcasts, I talk, I do voiceovers and, and all of that. And I I find myself more at peace doing this. I find myself, you know, with with much more fulfillment. I don't see myself as a lab person, to be honest, even though I have, you know, academic background. Now, sometimes I feel like I happened into it because obviously I couldn't get anything to do personally in terms of science jobs. jobs. Yeah. Like, no, like no proper jobs to you do for. To I had to create something it's out. the skill that God gave you thank you to create job thank you very much so that was how I sort of so let's say stumbled into being a creative mm. you understand so so it was never actually possible from when you were 20 you never knew this one to do it like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like I was like you know what I'm, when I grow up I want to be a this I want to be I was one of those kids that in school when they ask you what you want to be in the future I usually don't want to say <laughs> it's usually what my guys are saying I say, okay, yeah, I want to be the dumb because I just I don't know, I was never really a far thinking person. Dagogo was like, I want to be a, a doctor. Dago- <laughs> no, f- <laughs> funny, funny enough, he has, he has always been, I don't know if it is has or had, 
it used to be a huge fan of Ben Carson, you know. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, exactly. You know, that it was. I think you were interested in uh, being a neurosurgeon now, so. Yeah, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that was that was the path then. So I'm just saying, like back then, it was it was just sciences I had in my head and none of that. And now I have sort of seen myself being a creative. So I want to ask not just you, Doug. I want to ask Yari as well. Just our just let's just talk here now. Um. Who is or what is a creative? Because everybody now is a creative and a content creator. The fact that you are a vlogger or the fact that you write, does that make you creative? Yeah, yeah, it is basically like if you're going to create any substance, like when you term creative, basically talk about art. Yeah, okay. Art, you understand? If you say if you're a scientist now, you say you're an inventor. If you say you're um, talk about startups now. They start up. Do you get my point? Yeah, all the, right? so, all the terms. Yeah. So, like, I think when you say you're creative, it's really more into arts. A doctor cannot. That, so, let's say an engineer that makes um, a Tesla, you can't call him a creative now. Hmm. Elon Musk, you can't call Elon Musk a creative. So, I think the term creative has to do with art, writing, um, podcast, anything that has to do with entertainment, writing, and um, art, news, anything that, that people are going to consume. Okay. That stands for either for pleasure or for. Um, I don't know if I'm getting it right. Because I, 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 I look for one. Uh, Why do they look up and I, I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying, Yari, but I don't know if I agree, though. Okay. Because, like, people have put this demarcation between being creative and being a, a creative. creative. Okay. Uh-huh. As, if, as if there's there's this big difference. And I don't think there is. Like, okay, fair enough. If you're being creative in other aspects that are not, like, Arts, art yeah they say you're okay you're being creative you know you're able to, you're malleable but the same attributes that it takes to being a creative in terms of like in science creating something out of either nothing or other some things and stuff like that it's still, it's still the same attribute i think yeah. you apply to being creative in all those other industries like take for example the example that you gave in terms of like tesla and elon musk like creating um um this very 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 high quality electric cars or like thinking that people can go to the moon like commercially and stuff like that. People would say that's Elon Musk being creative and thinking outside the box. But then if you, on the flip side, in the art forms, when you want to be a creative and you have to say you're creating like YouTube videos and then you think to yourself, oh, what is the, is the um, hole in the market that that people are, or what's the question that people are are asking that no one is answering and how do I create YouTube videos to answer this question? And then you say, okay, you create like travel videos and stuff like that. I think it's the same. It's the same structure. It's the same framework that the both the both of them are applying. Yeah, I, I, one person is being creative. One person is being a creative. So I feel that yeah, maybe I have I, I, I from what you say now basically maybe I I try to underplay one than the other and raise the other. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. I think when you, you a creative is someone that from what um, Dags has said was that we can say a creative is someone that is basically in the arts, yeah. right? But, you, but you being creative, be creative also can also apply, can also apply, can apply on to both other ways. aspects. On both ways, yes, yeah. yes, true. I was I was going to I was going to say something in that in that line, but what what I was going to say was that I believe that I believe that everybody I believe that we're created to create. You understand? We're in fact. Let, mm. let me let me let me try and sound like a poet now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're created by the creator to create. Oh my god, I feel, I feel so proud of myself. Tell them, brother. <laughs> you know, serious. Kind <laughs> of snap fingers. So, but on the road because I feel like you know, um, God created us in His image. You understand, in His likeness. So, in other words, as we have been created, we are supposed to be as creative as He is. And 
just like Yari said at the beginning, although when he's when he when he said the science people are more accord inventors. Yeah. What he you know at is I think I think all in all it's just a matter of culture or how society yeah. Yeah, are just you know term yeah, the whole language. Thing. I think yeah. I think it also stems back to you know in class in school eh? mm. there people are in SS SS one A I don't know like it applies to you guys school yeah. secondary school SS one A are usually science people who say oh science with a notebook. Yeah. Meanwhile it takes a lot to be in creative arts. See? Like E yeah, those in E F yeah. And people can't look down on them. I think there's a. Do you know what it means to like draw I, a very agree, fine painting? I agree. That people are selling how much? Two million naira. Like write a book. Yeah. I agree. All the our so called uh, Nobel laureates, they are yeah. actually sound create guys that are in creative arts. Exactly. So I think what, what we, society, like I said, society sometimes tries to underplay those guys that are in the arts who are creatives in the arts. Social media, look at how you yeah. say everybody's now is vlogger. Yeah, this. Even yes. the science yeah. guy, do you know what now, eh? Even people that are doing science, medical doctors also create content. Of now. course, they dance, they do. Of course, yeah. 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 Every, every, I think everybody, there's the, <laughs> we can be a creative. That's what basically is. Yes. But because we should not term creative to just be when you do something that has to do with arts. Yes. So you can also, everybody can also be a creative. We can be creative. Yes. We just, just, just like what I was saying, I believe everybody has that innate ability to create something. Although people tend to say, people mm. like to say, I'm oh, I don't have talent, so I'm talentless. So this. Uh, mm. they read nine be the main thing you know, and all of that and I, I would like also sort of discuss something that you brought up which uh i feel like we can, can, actually, can you ask something for yeah. you i don't know whether you're going to change topic now but i want to say that okay. like you now yeah. looking at your story now yeah. it just came to my mind um, i read a book by miles moreau um in, in in pursuit of purpose and he says something that when a like a, a manufacturer is making a a, a, a product, product yes he puts everything that man that product we need okay like you you have a steering in your car you have a pigeonhole because there's a need for you have a where you can put a power of phone on yes. the phone on the, on the car it's because the the manufacturer has it in mind that when you are driving you need to charge your phone yeah you understand so i think like for everybody yeah god knew that okay this thing eh, will help you survive in life that's why we always tell you to discover their talent find out what they actually do like you i you said it was actually difficult you getting a job in those yeah, yeah but yeah. it was actually the inner skill those things that come to you easily yes that, that actually helps you and which i think you are chopping big money from amen, amen. <laughs> and so like dax too as well too ah, dax. but you understand he has like a, the ability to make um, i think you being a pharmacist dax sorry to say it but you being a pharmacist has already put you on the on billboard has it no that's <laughs> 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 so like it's actually your skill that god actually gave you that you understand i don't know like you know um our dogs yeah we are listening to the podcast you know the reason we, we actually believe in um supernatural reaction yeah of course it's, but that's not it's, 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 no no it's not it's, it's, it's a believer as well <laughs> so you're quite good to you bro yeah so i was i was going to say something i was i going to say something that i want us to discuss because i believe we are we have all we've all experienced this in terms of when yari was saying uh how the society obviously underplays the whole you know being a creative like now if you things are things are a bit changing now in a way for parents where if you tell your, mm. if you tell your mom or your dad i i you know i'm a i'm a writer i'm a i'm a content creator yeah, what's that one please, oh, please, 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 please please your mates yeah, are doing yeah, yeah, yeah exactly your oh, mates yeah. are there although i think some parents are realizing that football is really the way now but that's another topic for another day i'm just saying but that's greedy that that's <laughs> that's greedy Okay, when you say when you say that's greedy, when they want the kids to be something else, something that they believe is the best, yeah, basically, is, 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 okay, it's still being greedy now. No, like, that's true now. Like, like in that book, so I, I recommend everybody to get that book, uh, yeah, Impossible, Purpose. Impossible Purpose by Max Moreau. He talks about when parents actually, you allow your kids 
to live your dream. Yeah. Okay, you didn't have the brain to become a doctor, yeah. but you want your child to be a doctor. You don't even care what his own purpose or what God has actually given to him, yes. but you want him to live your Damn, dream. Yeah. That's also great too. Yeah, okay. Okay, so now, what I want us to discuss now is this. We've talked about how cultural society downplays, you know, like now, for example, in school now, secondary school, yeah. we have kids that in science classes they believe that you know Nadine Sabi book pass yeah. and the arts are like the yeah arts, the arts don't want to feel like they, they are among but there's there's still that ongoing belief that people that are in, people that are science students are smarter yeah. than the art students so i want to ask and the funny thing yeah. is sorry i have to cut you short but yeah. the funny thing is when you think about it in science yeah. what you're doing is cramming like all these different principles and then writing it in exam thank you but in art you can't you can't cram how to draw. You cannot. So it forces you to have like a skill that someone in science cannot have. So for example, like you can be able to draw and cram. Hmm. But those people that are cram those people that are there cramming, like you you draw. put them in this um, yeah. drawing situation, no skill. Yes. And it's funny that we put the cramming people at the pedestal and those are people that we've deemed the smartest mm. even though all they are doing is just la read la cram la fall la forget fantastic 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 so i'm so i'm like i'm thinking so in what ways we're, we're sort of like the should i say the generation the woke generation yeah. we're standing out for things we're protesting in, in what ways can we sort of um create some form of awareness or Cause some form of change. I, I think. I think. Regard. I think. It, this thing also stems back to the academics too. Okay. You know, for example, now in universities, you have faculty of life sciences. Okay. You have faculty of management, but I, now they because the professors in the arts feel that they can't be left around. They also call themselves social sciences. Okay. You understand? Uh-huh. So the, I think they also try to conform to okay. that science. That science. Is yes, the it? academics also try to conform. They allowed because I think the, everything stems back by okay, like, okay, the men in white coats. They create everything that we need. The doctors, they save our lives. Yeah. So that whole, that's how everything does step down from all those things. And, and I think the problem with arts is that I think everybody can pay. We know this. It's a book I also read by one guy. I forget his name. He said something about um, arts. Art is hard. You understand? Fame. Fame. It takes the time to get fame from arts, hmm. and it's, it's it's not very, it's very rewarding. Hmm. You understand? Like if you want to make money. Yeah. The best thing to do is business. Yeah. Because even yeah. science is too may also pay, but like art, for you can you can't make make money from art easily. Yeah. It takes a long time for it to get famous. I don't know if that guy if you agree with that statement. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, it's like for example, it's very easy to study either any business degree or any science degree, and then like go out there and like get a job in that in that yeah. you know department or whatever. Yeah. But as an artist, say me for example, if I if I if I studied like poetry. The only job, the only job that available for people <laughs> is to be university lecturer. Fine. That's it. Can you imagine? English. That, that that's it. So you are, you have to come up with some sort of entrepreneurial idea of how you can you know market yourself as a business. You as an individual being a business and think of like outside of the writing. Think of other ways to like you know put yourself out there. Okay, am I going to write a book? Okay, am I going to like yeah, you know fast, fast. um do ads for like companies? You know that kind of project stuff like that. So it's hard, man. It's very hard. Going by your point, so I think like this our social media era yeah. has actually made it easier, where people can actually put their content online, mm-hmm. put your mm. have a patron, have a podcast, have just have you understand in every niche you find yourself. So it actually makes it easier for you to now. Um, let me let me let me digress now. Okay. To the topic, main topic now. Um, Dags, there was a time where we had 
a lot of Instagram influencers, Crazy Clown, War Boys, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, African uh, A, African APA. all these guys were they were based abroad. Uh-huh. Guys, I don't know if you actually mm. resonate with that in the whole idea. These guys were actually based abroad. They were like, you are making us laugh in Instagram. We had guys here in Nigeria that were actually very funny, but all these guys that were there they were the ones that started this Instagram of a thing and this whole content, yeah. Instagram, IG, whole thing. IG comedians. Yeah, IG comedians. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, nowadays now, we have Sidney Talkers. Sidney Talkers has almost 8 million followers. Um, we yeah. have Emanuela. Hmm. We have, uh, I don't know what this guy, I don't know yeah. I don't know for Tauma. Tauma, Macarena. Yeah. So there was a shift. But I want to say something now, going by our topic now, is it that it was more easier for those IG comedians? to be more uh, creative in a foreign country than here in Nigeria. Is it easier to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, being creative is is not as easy as creating something in your head. It takes resources to create... Take, take for example, even in anything. Take, for example, um, um, someone, someone wants to make create a an electric car. They need the resources to get, like, you know the metal, the this, the that, the that, to put together. Even if they have the idea in their head, they need the resources. So in, in, the, uh, in the other form, in terms of like comedy and poetry and stuff like that, it's all well and good writing a skit in your book. But you need like, at the very least, a, a phone with a good quality camera. Hmm. You need um, someone that's able, or a software that's going to be able to help you to edit that thing so that your, your vision or your idea can come to life. All those, all those things that, apart from even being more accessible, they are a lot cheaper if you're in a first world country or in like in a, in a western country but in nigeria if you're someone that's living in the in the middle of the ghetto to get the resources yeah. of getting like the the, fo- the the quality phone or the quality camera the the software to be able to edit that and then to be able to, to know um to to be able to know um what's the word now like to have access to a way to because as an artist you're basically reflecting society and to reflect society, you have to be able to, like, your hand, your finger has to be on the pulse of society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, for example, like, me, us now, we're privileged to be able to be on Twitter. So we know what's going on in the world. But there's lots of people that have the brain or the idea to come up with, you know, this art, but they don't have the resources to be on those, like, platforms to be able to put their fingers on the pulse. Yeah. So there's all these resources that you need. Like, it's, it's even much deeper than the, the primary resources. Even, like, secondary and tertiary resources that you need even to even create the idea. Like, it's just so 10 times harder being in it, like in a third world country or being in Nigeria. Let me just say Nigeria. Just, being in Nigeria, okay, in Nigeria or being Nigeria. like in it, <laughs> home, in Nigeria to get the resources. <laughs> bring it home. That's in Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, how, do you, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like it's easier for you? Because uh, here's my point. Here's my thought. Um, so there's this guy. This is uh, popular. He was like a big... Uh, what's his name? A Russian writer. Okay. So his first book, he was writing in poverty. He wrote the acting poverty. Not Chekhov, is it? Truskovsky, something okay, like that. Okay, he wrote that book in poverty, and he, he made he became very wealthy. Hmm. You understand? After becoming very wealthy, he tried to write another book. He come back. Hmm. He could not. Hmm. You understand? He had to hmm. sell all his properties and go back to being broke again. <sighs> then he wrote a master class. There are many of these musicians there. Eh? They have that one hit, one hit and, and that one hit blows them. They can never get to that one hit because they are not facing that situation. Hot water. Where Eleanor Roosevelt says that a woman's strength, she's talking about a woman, but I feel it's everybody. Mm-hmm. You can get the, the true test of a woman when it's under um, pressure, under, pressure. under water, mm-hmm. under hot water, like a, lip, like a tea bag. When you put it under water, that's when this flavor comes out. Yep. So I don't know, sometimes I feel like um, Dags was saying that, okay, access to 
to stuff that will support okay. your creativity. I, I, but I, I don't know, like, how to. does it, like, when we have going through difficult situations, doesn't it bring out the best in us? I feel the domain does when we face the, serious issues. I understand, what you're, I understand what you're saying. And yeah. you're, you're right. Like, like, there's a... Like, creativity can come out of necessity sometimes. Yes. Like, you see the best stories are the ones born out of, like, pain or, like, trauma and bad situation. Or, like, you know, when you're... Like, say, for example, the Manuela, the Manuela stuff. A lot of the stories that they are sharing, even though we're laughing at it, the things that happen to them in their everyday life, and that's what they are sharing with us. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, like, all, I get what you mean in terms of, like, those situations can can force you to think outside the box or be more creative and come up with these, like, absolutely stunning ideas. Yes, but then when you now have your idea, there's, there's the element of transferring your idea from your head mm. to, to putting it in a place where people are going to be able to see it. So, the guy that you mentioned in terms of, you know, he had to, like, go back to that situation to write that book. Yeah, he, got, he went back and was able to, like, inspire himself and write the book. But his publisher already knows this guy is a very good writer. Yeah, true. Fox. You get what I mean? He, that resource is already there. He can connect to that resource. But if you're living in, what would I call, like, Ajengule or Surilere or all of these places... No, it's just not to anybody in Ajengule. <laughs> <laughs> but you've been able to write, like, this masterclass book. Yeah. And you want to put yourself, you know, take your... You, first of all, you have to be able to find... Which publisher is going to listen to you and have time to read your book yeah. when all these rich men's children are already giving them like their own, their own, you know, art that they're doing as a hobby for them to publish? Do you want them to not come and be listening to you when you're not giving them any immediate money? Ah, fam, it's hard to. Hmm. I I agree. I agree. I feel like I feel like it's a, it's I feel like there's no there's yeah there's no just like I've learned recently a lot of things in life. The day inside gray area, there's no black or white or black and white for certain things. I think from my own perspective, this falls into that category where um obviously now talking about Dagogo, for example, is a successful poet. Now we can we can argue that we can actually argue it that <laughs> yes, we can argue that if that was still in if that was still in Nige now. There's a possibility that he probably won't be as successful as Fact. he is now Fact. in poetry, you know, compared to. Well, Dad, do you disagree? <laughs> no, not at all. Exactly. I know I'm very privileged, very, very privileged. <laughs> <laughs> Own your privilege. <laughs> Own it. Enjoy it. Milk it. So you know, in that in that regard, obviously, him over there, obviously, there are, there are better resources. There are be- which which I'm even going to ask at some point. But let me even ask now. You know, you you going there, being a Nigerian being a black person i don't know have you have you exp- i know in one of your videos recently one of your interviews you interviews you talked about you know when you got there there was this whole there was this whole sort of unconscious or conscious pressure to um take out some parts of your africanness to just blend but i think mm. you yeah I, I think you you've always been against that you've always been someone that i know that even if you spent 50 years in the uk you know, you still sound like a proper PH boy that you are. You understand? So, and, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. So let me ask that question straight now. Then I will finish my my my, my line of thoughts. You being there, obviously, it's very rosy now. But I believe that there were times when you know it wasn't as rosy as this. So can you just share things that you know you've experienced, like challenges you've experienced, being in a place that has plenty resources. And I believe it wasn't Rosie from the beginning. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll give the pros and the cons. All right, let's go. So, 
the, the, the pros are, one, the fact that there is an established scene and there is a way, like a structure of, okay, if you come into the scene from the beginning in terms of doing open mics here and there, yeah. you know, putting yourself on social media, um, and then that will lead to you being like recognized by um, places like Poetry Island or even the people that are in the scene, they'll start calling you to like gigs, you know, bringing you to festivals, mm. you know, putting yourself out there for competitions and winning those competitions. There's a way to like build your name up. But in the, I, I suppose comparing that to Nigeria, yes, there is a scene, but the problem is if you, if you don't blow on social media, mm. how do you get into the system? Like, or how do you get into the structure in terms of like, you know, the National Theatre recognizing you or whatever poetry foundations or poetry, national poetry organizations exist in Nigeria. I'm not sure which yeah, which yeah. one now. How do they, how do you go from being that person that is trying to, you know, put your name out there on social media without blood on social media, getting into those systems? Like there's no, the structure is not there. Do you get what I mean? So that, that's one of the proofs that that's what one of the differences in terms of like the resources here. Okay. But the, but, but the con, like, like you said yourself, is being of being black, let me not say being of African descent, <laughs> just the mere fact of being black in a in an all or all predominantly white society. After they've looked at, or before they even look at talent, hmm. majority of people have to look at or will look at color. And the reason why is like I'm not going. I'm not trying to paint it all black, but the reason why is <laughs> I'm sharing <laughs> I'm, because art is about being honest and truthful, mm -hmm. and I'm sharing my story. Hmm. And to these people, these stories don't resonate with them. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. So they are recognized. They are, they can resonate more with stories about their own, you know, history and heritage and stuff like that. So. The, one of the things that made me like blue or will I say stand out was one of my poems called Lantern Smoke, which was about leaving Nigeria and coming here and that nostalgia and stuff like that. Mm. And people resonated with that story. So not just the people of the African you know, community, but like other immigrant communities and then people that adults that have left home, that nostalgia of like being away from home. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So, so, like, when you're sharing such specific stories about yourself, you're kind of just hoping that, look, people can resonate with this story, even though, even if they're not in the community, in the society. But 90% of the time, or 80% of the time at least, if you're in, in this kind of society, people are not going to resonate with your story because it's not just their story. Exactly. You know, you just have to find or be lucky enough to have that one or two or three poems or, art, you know, pieces of art that you create that people can resonate with. But... Yeah, that's just, I suppose that's just the way it is. Okay, so in, in, line, in line with that, I'm going to ask you and I'm also going to ask Yari and I'll share my thoughts as well too. But I want to start with you since you're already on that path and, you know, continuing from where you stopped, where you said uh, there's that, it's not guaranteed that whatever you do, they're going to like it in terms of because, especially because you're, you're, you come from a different background so, and most of the things that you're going to say or create would reflect that background. You cannot... You cannot you cannot take it out of you. You understand? You can take you can take the man out of Nigeria, but you cannot take Nigeria out of the man because of experiences. Pause. So, so, exactly. so 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 because of that, you know, being honest now as a creative, have you or do you ever have the fear that you'll get to a point where, you know, 
you would create something that will not be as good as you know the, the previous one just like what yari shared about the the writer then that created someone big stuff and just couldn't get back to but I, so the question is as a creative being there and after all the things you shared with us here about the experience being black and all of that have you or do you struggle or do you battle with that fear of okay now they don't feel me the last one it makes sense okay how am i going to reach out because i know you don't just do um poetry shows to the african community i know you do like to a general general community so do you do you or have you experienced that that fear or that concern um if i'm being 100 percent honest yeah. no okay and and it's not because and it's not because like it's not natural for that fear to come i think it's completely natural for that fear to come but my personality is always one of like re- reflection and soberness okay so regardless of how successful something goes i'm never one to like you know feel super happy and super excited and super high about it especially with being a poet that is writing um not just beautiful poems but sometimes tragic poems about you know yeah yeah um anxiety and depression and you know being a man and all these kind of like feelings and deep deep feelings i reflect on, on things a lot so it's usually hard for me to like for something super big to happen i'm like oh my god i've blown i'm big and da 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 because me i'm not thinking to my, I'm, I'm, my brain is thinking the thinking about the um the negatives of being in the public eye and i'm like and the next poem is now me reflecting on that ah i see and the next poem is do you get what i mean <laughs> yeah just because of my personality trait and the way i write okay it's kind of like the next piece to be a reflection on the, okay yeah. now that i've gotten here yeah. this is how i feel and this is how you know finer finite the, the the happiness can be and stuff like that so yeah but that's but that, that's my honest answer Okay, I, I like I like that. I would I want to ask you another question, but before I would ask you that, Yari, you are also a creative. Yeah, I you you I write. write. I write. My name is Ari Wright. <laughs> really serious. <laughs> so so you write. Have you have you um have you experienced the fear I I I, I talked about like the fear or let me ref, let me rephrase it for you now. As creatives, yeah. Let's not even lie. You understand? Let's not even lie. As creatives on social media. And this question is open to you. This is the question I wanted to ask you. That and that. So, as, as a creative, when you create stuff, something I battle with personally. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I overcome. Sometimes I don't overcome. As a creative, there's that writing. There's that tendency. Fear. No, not 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 fear. There's that tendency to be to to be to be a perfectionist. Okay. Yeah. Now, sometimes the perfectionism can be driven towards. Mm. Oh my God! This thing must be perfect yeah. so that people can like it, so that people can love, it, so that people can be blessed yeah. by it. You understand? So there's, 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 to to okay. cut you short, it happens to everybody. Almost okay. even Dark Sue can also say it happens to him too. Okay. So there's a story of um, a man called Anidis. It happened like in the old, uh, old um, like old. Is it Anidis or I think Homer? I can't remember one of them. I think Anidis. That's his name. Okay. So all these Greek guys. He wrote okay. Greek mythology. Okay. So he wrote, so he wrote the story of the Odysseys. Okay. Where the um, the Greek um, the um, is it Greek they call the Greek gifts they sent a, a horse a Trojan horse to give um, a Trojan horse actually came to meet the Greek, Greek, Greek people and in that horse I think I'm missing oh, but I think guys can actually understand the story so that horse yeah was, they like, were hiding the, in the yes that he, he actually wrote yes. he actually wrote that story okay but do you know what happened I was reading the prologue of the book and they said that the guy did not want to actually release that 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 story. 
Uh. That he almost that even died was the, the script was the people that I'm going to create the script, I'm going to publish it. Uh-uh. Because the guy was afraid of, he wanted to be perfect, he actually finished the script, but he wanted to make that whole stories, all the stories that were there, the Odysseus, yeah. the whole, he wanted everything to, the Odyssey rather, the Odyssey. To, be, to be very, very perfect. So it happens to everybody. There are many times where I want to make a post on Facebook. This what happens to me. Yeah. I want to yeah. make a post on Facebook. I'm like, oh God, this is okay, this is okay, this is okay. So now you know, I'm not done doing it. Mm. For years, you see, writers for years, they won't write a book. They won't write because they are just saying, "Oh my God!" You see, yeah. I'll, I'll the same book, um, Five A.M. Club by Robin Sharma. Robin Sharma. He talked about how the book he did for four years. Sometimes you give up and go away because mm-hmm. of that. The the need to be perfection. I think it's very important. It happens to everybody. Okay. I think even the even worse than that is the need the the fear of being um honest. Hmm. Okay. Because speak, like speak there's 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 the thing where you're like, oh yeah, I want to write the perfect thing, but then there's also the thing like you write something. And a part of you knows, like, you're only writing, they're guessing that you've written the, the duality is, okay, yes, a lot of people are going to be like, hey, look at that, that line, that was banking. But you, deep down, you know that that line was not completely honest. Mm. And then you're battling with that one as well. So the, the, the duality of, like, trying to be completely honest wow. and also trying to write something that's not going to, like, offend people and it's going to be perfect and everyone is going to like it, mm. all that kind of stuff. Like, that, all those kind of things, like... Man, let me let me let me also add this one. I think me and I sometimes we struggle with it, but I think we've actually changed the the, the fear of not being vulnerable, mm. like not putting yourself out there mm. yeah. and hiding some very delicate parts about you. Yeah. And I think once you can overcome that fear of not being vulnerable, like you're afraid, okay, I won't make a post on social media, talk about my story. Wow, a lot of people will just be reading my story, yeah, get to know me so Exposed much. And like, that. like, I'm like, oh my god, let me not do this. Like, sometimes, okay, for example, now there are many things we talk about here on the podcast where people that meet us and say, oh wow, Yari, that thing happened, it happened to me too. Yeah. I can't keep really too. Yeah. But a lot of people actually know your story out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, that fear of you are afraid to say, okay, I want to be private. If you are creative, you can't be private. Thank you very much. I was, I was, I was, I was going to come in from that. From you can live a private life where nobody actually meets you, and, but as a creative, because you are putting, you have to put yourself. You put your, yeah, you have to put your life out. So I, there's a fear of being vulnerable. I think, I think one thing I've learned so as a creative is that, you know, I was sharing yesterday. I went for um, a little hangout, and I was sharing how I grew up as a very shy person. I grew up as somebody that I would rather just let ground open, let me enter inside for me to face the crowd or talk to talk to a group of people. You understand and. I've realized that obviously as I as I've as I've journeyed in life being a creative, I was like, there's no how you can as Jesus said, the city says you cannot be hidden. Yes. You understand? You, they cannot hide these things. If mm. if you are going to express certain things, if you're going to if you're going to write, you're obviously writing to people. Mm. You understand? You're obviously putting your life out there. So basically, as you said, being a creative involves putting your life out there, you know, putting your life on the line. And one thing I've learned recently is this, you know. Apart from the or, or in combination with the fear of being uh, vulnerable. vulnerable or the fear of perfect, uh, yeah, being perfect and all of that, there's also the the fear of or the anger of when you've not put the book out there. And there's no and you not no no two there's there's no clicks, no no clicks, no feedback, no my god that was awesome. That's one side. There's now the the the, the anger that you feel from. When you listen to it or when you read your work, like, ah, no, now why did I say this? I should have, I should have done this, I should have said that, I should have said that, I should have said, why didn't I, why didn't I, why didn't I add that, why didn't I do that? And you're like, so recently, I, recently I learned that, you know what? Mm. Sometimes, or most times, things we create are not for, are not for our, ourselves, mm. are for the people. Are you, are, are you just not, are you just, are you just consoling yourself or not telling yourself that? <laughs> well, you can call <laughs> it a consolation, but I would say, I would say it isn't entirely consolation because when, now, for example, things that I've written, mm-hmm. the ones that 
or let's let's just say tweet self some tweets that you just tweet some mm-hmm. thoughts you just yeah. tweet the ones that you really spend like one hour yeah. crafting like i'm on this thing yeah, go bang it go bang yeah. you as in it's like nothing and the mm-hmm. ones that you just talk mm-hmm. and maybe you're not seeing a mistake in or maybe you're saying yeah. you don't see people responding like oh my god that was so i'm like you know what maybe sometimes these things that we post you create are not for you and are not for you just put it out there you understand mm-hmm. and this is something i've had to learn recently because i'm i'm, I'm kind of person that when i see a typo in one of my pieces i'm yeah. like oh my god guy you should know better than this now how would you be you understand so there's that i don't know if you can relate to that where you like create stuff and you know maybe you don't get the feedback that you expect or that you plan to get mm. or when yeah when, when you create stuff do you even do you like have like that expectation that, okay this one then we feel like how am i said in his, uh, in his album, in his first album <laughs> you know <laughs> i i how do i say i think of it in the same but in the opposite so like you know when you say the thing that you're creating is not for you. Yeah. If we dive, if we dive, sorry, speaking English, if we dive deeper <laughs> into what you're saying, you're we trying to deeper. say that yeah. you know it's more important that this information is out there to those people that to help. Yeah. And even though there's mistakes, some people are not, some people are not going to like it, and some people are going to criticize it. Yeah. If it helps one person, one person sees it, then it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. But my question is, what if it helps nobody, zero people, <laughs> but by mere expression, mm. it helps you, you, the writer. Exactly. So, that's so they're like two sides. Bazinga, like Shalom was saying. Bazinga. Two sides, two sides <laughs> of the coin. As creatives, we believe that the things that we have, we are creating them for ourselves first, mm. yeah, and for others. Mm. But so, but is I, I think sometimes it's hard to tell when it is for ourselves or when it is for others, or is it always going to be? So for I, I think like um for me, I think I, from what Dax I said, like, exactly the line I tried to in recently. Whereby I'm doing this thing not because of I want to do it so that people can see me. Okay. Because get you can get trapped in that like when you are you are putting out content because you want people to you're making podcasts because you want people to like like you get yeah. popular. Yeah. Okay, give exactly. you Spotify, yeah. give you contracts. You understand? That's what we won't mind your yeah. 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 We no, but, mind. Like, but like I feel uh-huh. like the, the, the importance is like when you have something a desire within you. That you want to let out, like mm-hmm. just let let just let out. You don't you don't care how well, what the reaction, but you must be like, standard of what people can actually listen to. Yeah. But your your main goal is basically you have to just express yourself you first. Yes. So yeah, I think I think I think what we are all saying is that as creatives, we are sort of first and foremost expressing ourselves because we cannot keep all of these things. I, bottled I have up. a question for Dags. Dags, okay. how do you deal with procrastination? How do you deal with procrastination as a as a writer as a, as a poet? Farm. Okay, procrastination <laughs> is the devil. <laughs> especially when you it depends on where your inspiration comes from, obviously. But especially when you're someone that needs that kind of like very, very pure inspiration or theme that you want to write about. Hmm. Like when that doesn't come, you just be procrastinating for days so you start to read. But like the way I deal with it is with my art form, the things I consume hmm. consume my thoughts. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, it makes so, sense. So I make sure that I'm, whatever I'm putting into my brain is along the line of what I'm trying to like, trying to like output. Sorry, but so like sorry. Say for example, I'm, sorry, Dax, what but, you say? Sorry, does but yeah. doesn't doesn't that um, process isn't isn't it uh, somewhat limiting or putting you in a box where you don't give yourself like an open mind to be inspired by other things? I don't know if that's if that is if that is 
If that makes sense. But like you're imputing everything though. So okay, I'll give you I'll give you the perfect example of what's happening to me right now. Okay. Um I'm com I'm currently working on a project um about the idea of like finding home abroad and stuff like that. Okay. Um and I wrote the first piece and I was supposed to be writing the second piece since like three, four days ago now. And I I've been finding it hard. I've been procrastinating essentially. So today what I decided to do was listen to Kendrick Lamar's first four albums. I'm on album three at the moment. Listen to Kendrick Lamar's first four albums okay. and just like follow follow his his growth and his story, hmm. um, and that's just my in this particular scenario that's just my way of consuming um, storytelling and growth uh -huh. and you know all those kind of the, the 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 structures and the frameworks I think would help me when I go back to like sit down and write. Okay. And already, just from listening to like Section Eighty, the first album, already, so many things I've heard have already inspired me to go back and write. So when I'm struggling with procrastination, I always try and consume things that not necessarily okay. If I'm trying to write one thing, I go and listen to somebody talk about that thing. That's not what I mean. Okay, okay. Like I mean okay. just in general, just like consuming things that are going to that have the framework and the structures of what you're trying to do. Okay. So that they can like even if it's just one line or one word, or you see somebody doing something a certain way. Yeah. You know. That would like inspire you, and you're like, I want the fire is lit in your belly. Found procrastination is defeated. True. Because you, you just can't wait to put pen to paper. That's my way of defeating it, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um. Dags, we are running up podcast. You've been a very great guest in this. Uh, one of the fantastic guests we've ever had. Um. But thank you very much, go, bro. Before we let you go, we have a question. I have a question for you, and it's what I think we we'll okay. ask. Uh, from henceforth, we're asking all our guests. So what are your three philosophies of life? What are the three things that you, that helps you in life? The three main philosophies of life. Um, you didn't see that coming out of me. And it has to be three. Let me break it down. philosophy that I will always stand by. Okay. Like, no matter what, is reflection. And the reason why I say reflection is because I've never been in like a... a not, argument but like a heated conversation where you're trying to say your point the person is trying to say their point and obviously both of you are not agreeing blah, blah blah yeah and then you guys go your separate ways one thing i always do is go back and replay everything the person said and see if there's anything i kind of like agree with or like like that i can understand because if in the in the point of the argument you're not listening to what the person is saying like you're trying to just make your win yeah. the argument yeah and if you go back and you don't think about it, you're not going to grow. That argument has been the waste of time. Both of you have just shouted for no reason and wasted your voice. Hmm. But like when you go back and you reflect, you, you can understand where that person is coming from. You can grow as an individual in terms of like saying that, okay, things are not just black and white. People can have different opinions to me, stuff like that. That's how you grow, just by, you know, even just by simply reading Twitter comments. Hmm. And, and somebody says something that is just wild. And you're like, man, this is crazy. That's how somebody thinks this. And they're like, okay, let me go have a shower and just relax, like think about this thing. Yeah. Hmm. What is, what, why exactly does this person think like Indeed, this? So for yeah. me, like reflection, reflection is a big, big one. Two, self-care. I think to you, you are the most important person in the whole entire world. Because if, if somebody else is more important than you, it means you can't help that person because like you will be suffering as you're trying to help that person. And then at the end of the day, nobody's winning. So self-care in terms of like your physical health, your mental health, whatever I need, whatever is required for you to be at 100. I remember one of the podcasts you guys did in terms of like parents um, trying to like dream you essentially. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it was that 
sort of idea where you're trying to provide for, you know, the black tax, essentially. Mm. And one of the things that AY said was, like, look, if you are completely drained, if you are zero, you can't, you can't give anybody anything if you're zero. So make sure you yourself, you're, you know, you're healthy mentally and physically. And if you need sometimes being selfish, then bro, you have to be selfish, man. Standard. So uh, what's the third one now in terms of my philosophy? Um, I don't know if I have a third one, no, but those are my two main philosophies anyway. <laughs> Reflection and self-care. Okay. Um, so I'll just give my own thoughts on the topic as we conclude as well too. Uh, the topic, as we said from the beginning, is you know a creative being a creative in um, non-conducive environments, and I feel like what we've all discussed so far have been like external environments. So I just want to like drop this, maybe not the question, maybe not the, maybe not. It's just like I just want to drop it. If you want to react, you can react basically. So <laughs> yeah, because I feel like we we all when we talk about environment, environment, sometimes we forget that we are we ourselves, and I'm glad that you mentioned that too when you talked about self care. We ourselves, as we deal like this, we be environments ourselves. You understand, in the sense that uh, sometimes our minds or our thoughts or whatever it is we're involved in might not be conducive for us as creatives. You understand, and I feel like. I feel like just like how you said towards the end that you know you have to you have to be selfish at certain points where like you know what guys uh i like to help i like to add value i like to be here and there and it's, it's something that i'm dealing with at the moment where i feel like you know I'm, I'm doing a number of things but i sort of as you also referenced something i said in the past i sort of you cannot give what you don't have you get level we say even car we say they run if you don't reach e you know if you give anything again so as I feel like as creatives, we need to look after ourselves. We need to we need to be conscious of what we consume as well to sometimes, you know, take breaks away from social media because there's a lot of things going on there, but you need to come back to because you need inspiration. So it's like you can't really shut yourself completely out, but you also need to find time to shut yourself completely out for your own mental space. So I just thought to add that because I feel like we've been talking about in a non-conducive environment, Nigeria, resources here and mm-hmm. there. But sometimes we ourselves can be toxic, can be a toxic environment to ourselves. I just thought to just add that. Yeah. So yeah, that's and, and that brings us to the end of the Make We Converse podcast. Yeah, we're glad to have um, our very good listener, Dax, all the way from the island. That's why I go to send us tickets to come and visit. So you just go and do live. Bro. Live. Come and save us. <laughs> save us. Like, like, I think one, one thing, one, one, yeah. thing, one, thing Dax, one thing Dax said was that there's some talents that you actually cannot, like in Nigeria, will kill it. Yes. So you have to leave Nigeria first. So um, all our <laughs> listeners out there, if you have any talent that guy, Jackpot. <laughs> Jackpot. Easily. Run away. This is a commercial break to discuss something very, very important for all of you that want to Jackpot. How can you japa without writing international exams? Which is why we are here to present to you ABI Educational Services, that is ABII Educational Services. This is where you can get proper training, proper tutorials on exams such as IELTS, TOEFL, GMAT, GRE, SAT, and IGCSE checkpoints. Why should you register with us, you ask? Simple. We have cerebral and professional tutors. We register you for the examination. We provide up-to-date materials and we have a serene environment suitable for learning. You can contact us at 080-235-05093.
Once again, it's 080-235-05093. can also send us an email at info at abiedu.ng.com or abiedu2017 at gmail.com. And you can see us physically at Abi Educational Services, number 76, Mobology Bank, Anthony Way, Ikeja, Lagos. Abi Educational Services. Keep calm and pass your exams. And now back to the episode. Um, so thank you, Dags, for coming on. Any final words, Dags? Um, no, no, I've, I've, I've had a lot of fun conversing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making, making nice. I know, you see, you just <laughs> must play with words. You are bored to play with you words. You me now. <laughs> Alright, that brings us to the end, alright? Alright, Dags, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you, value you. God bless. Thank you guys for having me. This has been fun. Yeah, right, and man. so, guys, follow us on Make, on Make Converse Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Follow each of our handles. Yari Imade on Instagram and uh, Yan Spinner. Yeah, so Dax, before you leave, uh, I would like you to share with our listeners where we can find you, how we can find you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you are, you know, the groups you belong to and all of that. So let's hear. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So um, on Instagram, you can find me on at ddagzi, so that's D-D-A-G-Z-Y, or um, my group, we are Grio, um, Instagram is also, it's at W R then Grio is G R I O T and that's the team I'm part of and we just like create art and stuff like that. And then on Twitter it's at Don Dags D O N D A G Z. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, but who uses Facebook I beg? So yeah, you can <laughs> follow my stuff on Instagram and, and Twitter. Alright. Nice one man. Thanks. Thank you. Alright, and that's been a wonderful episode. See you guys soon. Thank you once again for listening to this episode. We also like to appreciate Anchor for giving us this platform to share our podcast. Please do not forget to follow us on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Make We Converse. You can find Yari on Twitter and Instagram at Yari underscore Imade and Ayo on Twitter and Instagram at The Yan Spinner. That is T-H-E-Y-A-R-N-S-P-I-N-N-A. Also, please ensure you subscribe to our podcast and drop a review on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, WhatsApp, wherever you listen to us. We look forward to your feedback. Thank you.